0: Section 23 of Purgatory by Rev. F. X. Shoup, S. J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Part 1, Chapter 23 Duration of Purgatory The Cistercian Abbot and Pope Innocent III John de Lierre In the life of St. Lutgarda written by her contemporary thomas de contemporary mention is made of a religious who was otherwise fervent but who for an excess of zeal was condemned to forty years of purgatory this was an abbot of the cistercian order named simon who held st lutgarda in great veneration the saint on her part willingly followed his advice and in consequence a sort of spiritual friendship was formed between them. But the abbot was not as mild towards his subordinates as he was towards this saint. Severe with himself, he was also severe in his administration, and carried his exactions in matters of discipline even to harshness, forgetting the lesson of the Divine Master, who teaches us to be meek and humble of heart. Having died, And whilst Saint Lutgarda was fervently praying and imposing penances upon herself for the repose of his soul, he appeared to her and declared that he was condemned to forty years of purgatory. Fortunately, he had in Lutgarda a generous and powerful friend. She redoubled her prayers and austerities, and having received from God the assurance that the departed soul should soon be delivered the charitable saint replied, I will not cease to weep. I will not cease to importune your mercy until I see him freed from his pains. Since I am mentioning St. Lodgarda, ought I to speak of the celebrated apparition of Pope Innocent III? I acknowledge the perusal of this incident shocked me, and I would fain pass it over in silence. I was reluctant to think that a pope and such a pope had been condemned to so long and terrible a purgatory we know that innocent the third who presided at the celebrated council of lateran in twelve fifteen was one of the greatest pontiffs who ever filled the chair of saint peter his piety and zeal led him to accomplish great things for the church of god and holy discipline how then admit that such a man was judged with so great severity at the supreme tribunal how reconcile this revelation of st lutgarda with divine mercy i wish therefore to treat it as an illusion and sought for reason in support of this idea but i found on the contrary that the reality of this apparition is admitted by the gravest authors and that it is not rejected by any single one. Moreover, the biographer Thomas de contemporary is very explicit, and at the same time very reserved. Remark, reader, he writes at the end of his narrative that it was from the mouth of the pious Lodgarta herself that I heard of the faults revealed by the defunct, and which I omit here through respect for so great a pope. Aside from this. Considering the event in itself, can we find any good reason for calling it into question? Do we not know that God makes no exception of persons, that the popes appear before his tribunal like the humblest of the faithful, that all the great and the lowly are equal before him, and that each one receives according to his works? Do we not know that those who govern others have a great responsibility? and will have to render a severe account judicium durissimum his qui presunt fiat a most severe judgment shall be for them that bear rule it is the holy ghost that declares it now innocent the third reigned for eighteen years and during most turbulent times and add the Bolandists it is not written that the judgments of god are inscrutable and often very different from the judgments of men judicia tua abysus multa the reality of this apparition cannot then be reasonably called in question i see no reason for omitting it since god does not reveal mysteries of this nature for any other purpose then they should be made known for the edification of his church. Pope Innocent III died July 16, 1216, the same day he appeared to St. Lodgarda, in her monastery, at A. Weir's in Brabant. Surprised to see a specter enveloped in flames, she asked who he was and what he wanted. I am Pope Innocent, he replied. Is it possible that you, our common father, should be in such a state. It is but too true. I am expiating three faults, which might have caused my eternal perdition. Thanks to the Blessed Virgin Mary, I have obtained pardon for them. But I have to make atonement. Alas, it is terrible, and it will last for centuries if you do not come to my assistance. In the name of Mary, Who has obtained from me the favour of appealing to you? Help me. With these words, he disappeared. Ludgarda announced the Pope's death to her sisters, and together they betook themselves to prayer and penitential works in behalf of the august and venerated pontiff, whose demise was communicated to them some weeks later from another source. Let us add here a more consoling fact which we find in the life of the same saint. A celebrated preacher, named John de Lierre, was a man of great piety and well known to our saint. He had made a contract with her, by which they mutually promised that the one who should die first, with the permission of God, should appear to the other. John was the first to depart this life having undertaken a journey to rome for the arrangement of certain affairs in the interest of the religious he met his death among the alps faithful to his promise he appeared to lutgarda in the celebrated cloister of on seeing him the saint had not the slightest idea that he was dead and invited him according to the rule to enter the parlor that she might converse with him I am no more of this world, he replied, and I come here only in fulfilment of my promise. At these words Lutgarda fell on her knees, and remained for some time quite confounded. Then raising her eyes to her blessed friend, Why, said she, are you clothed in such splendor? What does this triple robe signify with which I see you adorned? The white garment, he replied, signifies virginal purity, which I have always preserved. The red tunic implies the labours and sufferings which have prematurely exhausted my strength, and the blue mantle, which covers all, denotes the perfection of the spiritual life. Having said these words, he suddenly left Lutgarda, who remained divided between regret, for having lost so good a father, and the joy she experienced on account of his happiness. Saint Vincent Ferrer, the celebrated wonder-worker of the Order of Saint Dominic, who preached with so much eloquence the great truth of the judgment of God, had a sister who remained unmoved either by the words or example of her saintly brother. She was full of the spirit of the world, intoxicated with its pleasures, and walked with rapid strides towards her eternal ruin meanwhile the saint prayed for her conversion and his prayer was finally answered the unfortunate sinner fell mortally sick and at the moment of death entering into herself she made her confession with sincere repentance some days after her death whilst her brother was celebrating the holy sacrifice she appeared to him in the midst of flames, and a prey to the most intolerable torments. Alas, my dear brother, said she, I am condemned to undergo these torments until the day of the last judgment. Nevertheless, you can assist me. The efficacy of the holy sacrifice is so great. Offer for me about thirty masses, and I may hope the happiest result the saint hastened to accede to her request he celebrated the 30 masses and on the 30th day his sister again appeared to him surrounded by angels and soaring to heaven thanks to the virtue of the divine sacrifice an expiation of several centuries was reduced to 30 days This example shows us at once the duration of the pains which a soul may incur, and the powerful effect of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, when God is pleased to apply it to a soul. But this application, like all other suffrages, does not always take place, at least not always in the same plenitude. End of section twenty three. Recording by John Brandon.